The Club and Resort Talks podcast is brought to you by Montague, known for always putting the interest of the customer first, consistently exceeding the individual expectations of today's quality and value with world-class commercial cooking equipment and service. Hey, this is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. Welcome back to the Club and Resort Talks podcast. On hand is Michael Smith, executive chef of Corpus Christi Yacht Club in Texas. Chef Smith is a certified executive chef, a certified executive pastry chef, a certified culinary administrator, and a World Chefs Certified Executive Chef. That is a lot of credentials for one person, but you're about to find out why Chef Smith earned each and how the process of certification has helped him to become not only a better chef, but a better leader. Thanks for joining us today, Chef. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So you are the Executive Chef of Corpus Corpus Christi Yacht Club in Texas. How long have you been there? Um, I've been at the club about five years now. What brought you to Corpus Christi? I actually owned my own restaurant for a short time, and um, it was destroyed in a flood. Oh, no. And um, I had family that was here in Corpus Christi and, and was offered an opportunity to come down, and uh, I took it. What's, what's the food and beverage like at the, at the club? How big is it? How many members do you have? Kind of give us the lay of the land, if you will. We're um, the oldest club in town. Uh, we have roughly 750 families Food being our our kind of primary um, service, uh, most of our members are yachtsmen um, and do boat quite a bit. But like I said, I really as a club, our real our only amenity is is really food service. We feature uh, more of a bar and grill type service for our downstairs dining, and then a formal dining room and a banquet service upstairs. Okay, how much do you do in annual F and B? Off the top of my head, I want to say about 1.2, 1.5. Now, you have a whole lot of certifications at the back end of your name. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what certifications do you have? Um, I'm a certified executive chef, a certified executive pastry chef, a certified culinary administrator, and then I'm also certified with kind of a sister organization, uh, City Guild's World Chef. Um, I'm a world certified executive chef as well. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's break that down. Why so many certifications? Probably more of a personal challenge than anything else. Um, you know, my first involvement with the American Culinary Federation was back in 89, 1990. Um, and there was a lot of transition going on with the association and with the Texas Chefs Association. Um, and certification back then was kind of an honor society. Um, it was really based on service and, and how long you'd been with the association, um, where a few years ago, um, the ACF took certification and became uh, certified with the uh, NCCA, um, which is a certification body for people who certify, <laughs> something like that. Um, but it became more of a national standard and um, I had been looking at some, lo some of the local chefs that, or I should say some chefs that had um, moved to the area were looking at starting the chapter again and getting things going. And I went out to uh, New York and looked into certification and really found a new appreciation for the process. Um, I liked the way that things had been standardized and I kind of took the challenge to try to get certified after all these years. Um, 
I spent several months practicing and studying and, and I got my certified executive chef. Um, and then I met two gentlemen, uh, a gentleman by the, the name of Chef John Shop, who is the certification chair for the uh, American Culinary Federation. And another gentleman by the name of Jeremy Abbey, um, who both, he, who served with the ACF certification as well. Um, they are multi-certified chefs. Um, they kind of brought the challenge to the table and uh, I just wanted to really see if I could do it. So what are you going to get next? <laughs> I, I, believe, I believe I'm done. I think uh, uh, there's, there's two, two certifications that are left. One is a uh, certified culinary educator. Um, I have not really spent a lot of time in education. Um, most of mine has been in, in actual uh, uh, production service. Um, and the other one is the American Academy of Chefs, and that is our honorary society. And I'm still a few years out from that one. So, What value is there in having all those certifications? One, I mean, it really just kind of standardizes the, the profession. Um, we have so many people out there that just put a jacket on and start calling themselves chefs, which I'm not saying does not make them chefs. Um, it just really kind of opens the door to a lot of underqualified people filling positions. A lot of the um, corporate side of the business, a lot of the clubs, the private clubs, really look for that standard in their, in their hiring practices. The association or the, the, the Culinary Federation has, has really proven those standards, proven that, that uh, somebody who is certified has, has met that criteria. And I just really found an appreciation for that, not only for myself, but in hiring. I mean, when I, when I have a guy that comes in and, and he is certified, I know he's been through the process. I know he's got those, those basic skills that he needs to get the job done. It's really the only you know, determining factor that we have as chefs to prove our, our skill sets. Do you have a pastry chef at the club? Yes, I do. You have your pastry certification as well as your executive chef certification. Why both? Especially if you have a pastry chef at the club. Ultimately, the pastry chef falls under the executive chef. So I've been asked that question several times. Um, it was really just kind of to prove to myself that, that I could meet the standard, that I could, uh, I could go through the entire process. I've recently taken over as a certification chair for the state of Texas. And for me to go out and, and push the standard and push the process, I really felt it was necessary that I went through it. I, I knew what those, the, those standards were and what the nuances of those standards were. And so it was, it was really just for a lot of clarification on my part. Did anything surprise you? Um, yes, all of it surprises me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very intense process. Um, it takes um, days of, of getting your mise en place together. It's, it's most of the uh, Texas is so large. There's usually a lot of travel involved with going and taking these practical exams, a lot of uh, equipment that has to be taken with you and uh, very little room for error. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of surprises that come with from just simple forgetting the, the most smallest item to the environment. I, I mean, my last test, my pastry test, I took it at a uh, culinary college in Houston and uh, it was a brand new facility, um, had been opened just before COVID came out. A lot of the equipment hadn't been tested and a lot of the equipment was inoperable. Um, oh, so no. I, yeah, so I really had to jump through some hoops to get things done. But again, it, it showed me the importance of as evaluators, um, 
that we we've gone into the classroom and we're making sure that the the uh, uh, the participants have all the equipment they need that we've met the guidelines uh, required to to for testing. Yeah, I so I it was really about me learning the process uh, more than than uh, what having the certification does for me. But I, I wanted to know how it worked. I wanted to know, you know, how well not only how it worked, but what can I do for Texas and making the process better? Has the club been supportive of your attaining these certifications and the time spent practicing and testing and all of that? Uh, they have been. I mean, there's a, there's a large expense attached to this. There's a lot of practice. Um, and when you're practicing with lobsters and, and, you know, some higher end ingredients, yeah, it gets expensive quick. And, and, and I have been very, very fortunate that I do work for a company that is so supportive and uh, really backs me up, and they're proud to have something like this happening in Corpus Christi. This is uh, a pretty remote part of the world. These are things that have never happened in, the, in this part of the country. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're all proud to be doing it, and, and, uh, and, and I'm, I'm proud to be pushing. So, I mean, there will probably be more people certified in the state of Texas this year than there has been in the last 15 years. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. We're having a good time with it. What's the trickle down? Are you pushing now your cooks and your sous chefs to get certified as well? Oh, absolutely. They, uh, they're, they're not always as responsive as I'd like them to be, but, uh, yeah, some of them are being pushed through the process, kicking and screaming, uh, while others are, are really interested in what's going on and, and, and bettering themselves. And they're starting to see the value themselves as, as to what the certification can bring. Um, I have quite a few students that, that come out of a local uh, culinary college, Del Mar College here, and, you know, they're, they're seeing just the simplest certified cook certification already steps them apart from the rest of their class. They, and, and, it, and it does in the eyes of their peers, as well as employers in the area. So uh, they're immediately seeing uh, the value of the certification. Who are some of your mentors? My biggest mentor is a man who probably completely changed my life. And he wasn't a chef, he was a uh, general manager, um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Warren Arsenault. And uh, Warren served as the president of the uh, Club Managers Association of America for a while. Um, I worked for him for several years in a couple different clubs. Um, and he was the one that really, you know, made me understand, you know, what what that little piece of paper means and what being certified means. And, and, you know, he really helped me get into uh, my first year of, of culinary school. And, uh, you know, he would probably be my largest mentor. Um, he is one that's really kind of pushed me along as far as chefs I've worked for. Oh my gosh. I've worked for some great chefs. Uh, Ken Faust out of Austin, Raymond Tatum out of Austin. Um, he used to be with Jeffries there and Zitejas. Um, Clive Duvall, uh, Cafe Tila's out of uh, uh, Houston, um, Duke La Cicero out of New Orleans. There's just so many. Um, recently, uh, Chef Dean Sprague out of, out of Dallas, um, who is the executive chef at the uh, uh, Omni Bayfront here, has really been uh, uh, not only a, a mentor, but a, a great friend and, and a guidance with uh, pushing me through certification, getting me started with the process. What have been some of the biggest hurdles for you in your career so far? Oh, um, on the business side, uh, weather conditions down here, flooding and hurricanes has been a huge 
set back several times in life. Other than that, the biggest hurdle is really has been educating the public down here on, on what chefs do, what we, you know, how our culinary programs work, um, why we give back so much, why we, we, you know, push for the continuing education and, and try to push these students um, so that, that, you know, they can get out into the community and, and really start making changes with, with, uh, and I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's, it's really when you start evaluating just the simple things like food standards and, and safety standards and, and the types of service that you, without chefs in your community, these things fall by the wayside. Um, you know, your general mom and pop restaurant, most do their best to follow, you know, safety guidelines and that. Um, but if you don't have, you know, members of your management team that have been properly trained and, and know what these standards are, you don't have enforcement, you don't have follow-up, you don't have, um, somebody that's putting those procedures in place. So it's a lot of it is, is really just trying to do that is educate the public, educate the, my, my, uh, uh, fellow, uh, chefs in town, uh, the, the other restaurateurs are in the, in the areas is making them understand why this stuff is so important, especially in a time like we are right now with COVID, you know, I'm, I'm that guy that's sitting at the table going crazy, watching somebody pre bust a table and then turn around and touch someone else's table or touch their plate or touch their food. I, I think it's important for us to make sure that people understand that. For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortchef.com.